Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives. I'm Rob Johnson from Bone Training. Hey Rob, before Wayne? we get, before we get into our uh, episode today, I want to uh, um, go circle back to the episode we did with George Wurzel, the woodworker, and um, I uh, told you that. Um, and I showed you some of the things that he made. I'm going to hold up. I got you a present, Rob. I need you to send me your address, okay? And I think you sent it to me before, but I likely deleted it, thinking that I'll never have to communicate you in that way again. You sent Pauline flowers like once a month. Yeah, well, I guess you're at the same. I, I, the, just call the florist. He'll give it to you. Okay, all right. Well, here's what I got you. I'm holding this up. This is an ice cream scooper. That's that, nice. That, that George made. I can't tell you how heavy this is. This is a uh, this particular one is made out of walnut, and he said it's the last ice cream scooper you'll ever have to buy, and it feels like an industrial. So um, George Wurzel, the the woodworker, the blind woodworker that we had on last week, uh, they make great gifts. Kind of nice to support the guy, um, and uh, not that he you know um, he's asking me to. In fact, he never said anything about it, but. You know, uh, we're woodworkers, and he's a woodworker, and uh, I just thought maybe it'd be kind of cool to support it. The other thing is he made that I, I, I've i got for you, Rob, for the purposes of the episode. I'll be honest with you. I didn't really get this for you. Here we go. The ice cream okay. scooper I did. I'll get that for you. But this one okay. uh, I got just because uh, for, for Judy. This is a biscuit maker, a biscuit cutter. See that? For for making biscuits in the, for breakfast or something? Nice. But, but look out. Look how fine this is and now this is like i don't know how thin this is probably a 16th of an inch uh on the edge here and uh it's just beautiful a very nice inexpensive uh you know what i i just think a very nice cool gift so anyhow i just thought i'd share that so your ice cream scooper is on your way you're gonna send me that thing too no you don't get that i'm, I'm trying to encourage uh, the little woman uh to uh, make biscuits. Uh, All right. Got... Do you know? Do you know what the secret to the biscuit making is? Right. No, I have no idea. There is a secret. There's a reason that the biscuits up here suck in the Northeast, huh. and they're so good down south. It's called white lily flower. White lily flower. White lily self-rising flower oh, i've been called white lily flower before you are well that's only on the beach yeah right? yeah yes so, okay so they don't have it up north or anything you can't get it up north it's you can't get it up north i had no idea yeah i read this whole thing in the new york times a few years ago huh. i started to look into it and i found the i finally found it jeremiah found it for me in nashville no kidding White lily, and it's got to be white lily self-rising flower. I'll be darned. Yes, and it's like a southern thing, and that's why you southern boys and your biscuits and everything, that's it. That's uh, Actually, once you have these white lily self-rising flower biscuits, it's over. We could actually end the show right now with that information out there. Yes. That's, that's amazing. Speaking of you Southern boys, I did the most Southern thing I've done since I moved to Tennessee this uh, this weekend. What'd you, what'd you do? Okay, uh, I started the day, I'll tell you how, well, first of all, I was in the coffee shop in our small town 
and I ran into a guy who, well, he's my neighbor. He's down the road from me. And uh, he says, hey, we're having a men's Christian pancake breakfast at the church uh, Sunday. We'd like to have you attend. And I couldn't say no. He was there with his wife and they're really super nice people. And I thought, well, I've never been to a men's Christian group. Men only. Men men only. Pancake breakfast? Yeah. Fathers and sons or just men? I could have been fathers and sons, but uh, they're, they're, they're all men. Did you notice any small people around that might not look like they're shaving? No, they're all, they're, actually, they're all about my age. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So there were no kids involved. No, but they could have been, but they just weren't there that, that day. But um, you were there. You were there, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was, uh, I started the day off doing that and actually it was super enjoyable. They're really nice guys. I really did enjoy it. I had great pancakes and, and breakfast and what have you. And then from there, I went and bought crickets for fishing <laughs> to fish a farm pond. Huh. Which I had never fished with crickets before. I uh, we probably caught about a hundred and twenty uh, bluegill between the two of us, and kept them for a fish fry, which is another s- southern thing, I think. Um, and I, you know, I'm a catch and release guy. I but but this farm pond had not been fished in at least two years, and they needed to get rid of some of the some of the uh, bluegill will take over a lake pretty quick. So, and then. I finished up by going in, uh, ordering a, 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 what do you call it, a, a bed cover for my pickup truck. So there you go. That was my Sunday. Okay. So you're, how do you, how do you get the crickets? You just hook them, or is there a special way? It's the craziest thing. Uh, you buy them by the sleeve, apparently, and uh, nobody ever counts them. You know, you're not going, okay, how many crickets? 24? Okay, one, two, whoops, that one's gone. Uh, two, three. Um, so they give you like a sleeve of them. You put them in a cricket basket and uh, you use a small hook. And the guy that I fished with said, you're not going to believe, you're just not going to believe how these fish are going to just hammer these things. I mean, it's like cocaine to these, uh, these, these bluegill. And he could not have been more right. I mean, holy smoke, boom, boom, boom. As soon as you put it in there, they just destroy them. So uh, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Nice. Yep. Because I fish with I fish with crayfish before. Oh, I've done years of when I was a kid. Crayfish is a great bait. Crayfish yeah. up here is amazing. They hit. You get some big fish using crayfish. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And a lot of every fish will hit a crayfish. I mean, they're they're big. I'll tell you the all time number one greatest live bait of all time is a helgramite. We used to call them uh, Jack Jack uh, Uglies what? in Kentucky. A helgramite. Jack Uglies? They're they're called different things all across the country, but in Kentucky we call them Jack Uglies. You find them under rocks near creeks and stuff like that, little centipede looking things with pinchers on them. I'm telling you, there's no no deadlier live bait. No so, kidding. Yeah. There you go. Now are you a live bait most of the time or you're zero a guy? Zero point one percent of the time. I never throw live bait at all. I just I, it's this older guy I fish with who throws live bait, and it's just been kind of cool to know him and fish at these farm ponds that he's friends with these people. The bass fishing there is incredible, and uh, so uh, I'm just I'm I'm just going to ride this wave until they realize that I've got nothing much. To because offer. fishing with Bum and and Pauline's cousin, 
one day I brought crayfish on and he's on the boat and he's like, you're embarrassing us. You can't. Yeah. That, that you can't. He goes, what, what's the matter with you? Yeah. We're, we're crankbaits, lure, worm, you know, no, yeah. we don't use live bait. I'm like, it's so much easier. What are, what are you talking about? And yeah. man, he was, he's like, please, that's embarrassing to be out here with that. Honestly, I'm in that same vein. I really don't throw like I had a feeling you were. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, when in Rome. Right. So you going to join the church? Uh, no. Um, but super, super nice guys. I, I, I actually very much enjoyed the conversation and the, 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 the guys. And so it was very kind of them to ask me to come. So, yep. Uh, before we go any further, we're going to talk about the sand and finish versus installation. We'll get a little bit more in, in the detail about that in a second. But before that, I have to ask you, uh, uh, how was your mother's day? How was my mother's day? It was great. Great. We did a little cookout. Um, we have been struck by COVID. Hmm. COVID all in the family. Uh, Emily and her two boys have COVID, so we couldn't have them over for uh, Mother's Day. They're feeling fine, you know. I, they might, I think they might have picked it up at uh, baseball because Little League started. So, uh, but they're all doing good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. They've been, you know, they've had their shots and all that stuff. So it's been pretty mild so far, knock on wood. But uh, I did get up. I made Pauline uh, a really nice breakfast, you know, and um, so she get up and she was going to start, uh, you know, doing the dishes. And I said, hey, 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 it's Mother's Day, you know, oh, do those tomorrow. Nice. Yeah, do those tomorrow. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, really I'm nice not a man. dish guy. You're, you're, a, you're a good man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I actually. Anything? Uh, uh no i i uh we don't we don't have any kids so i did thank uh, judy for everything that she does though because she's she does a ton you get like 19 pets and being a mother yeah i know but uh you know um but i did thank her for everything she does uh i, I told her in fact uh, today it's not mother's day but i told her today every time i go to get a shirt or pants or something it's always it's always clean and put away and everything. And so I appreciate all everything she does. So, and uh, there you go. All right. Um, so we're going to talk about the sand and finish versus installation. Uh, the great controversy, uh, you know, we sometimes people will say, uh, if you could only do one versus the other, um, you know, so um, uh, much like- Well, let's uh, talk about some of the other great controversies. Okay, such as? such as Brittany versus Christina. Man, that is, that is so tough. I've recently fallen back in love with Brittany. Uh, she's so crazy. Um, I just like her, man. She's just, I, uh, I've, I've always been team Brittany. I'm surprised that you and I are, I wonder how you and I are going to do with this episode. Uh, we'll find out where, well, right, right off the bat there, we're both on team Brittany. Yeah, I I went to Christina for a while. I mean, she man, she can sing. She she's talented. But man, there's just something about Brittany. I I, I just I, to me, she's like an underdog now. I just root for her because you know she's kind of a. It's pretty weird. It's a weird. 
Yeah. Weird scene going on yeah. with her and that family, man. Well, then you got in sync in sync against Back, Backstreet Boys. I mean, um, all Backstreet Boys. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, no kidding. All all Backstreet. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. they're from, I think they're from Boston, right? Uh, how do I know? I don't know where they're from, but I'll tell I you what. From I think they're from Dor. Isn't that the one with the Wahlbergs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're from Dorchester. Okay. Shout out to Doc, as they say in Boston. When I, um, my sister-in-law is a, uh, I mean, she's in the music industry, or was, she retired, but, uh, and she's a snob about performers. She's seen everybody who's anybody. And she tells me that, believe it or not, that is one of the best concerts she's seen, uh, Backstreet Boys, which kind of swayed me, you know. No kidding. Yeah. Uh... You got Pepsi, Coke Pepsi versus Pepsi? Coke. Yep, yep. Where, where are you? Coke. Wow. We're no three kidding. for three, man. Are we really? Wow. We All are right. three for three. All right. We're, we're going to, uh, it's not going to be three for three on this next one. I promise you I'll lose you on this next one. Uh, Best Batman. Uh, Uh, it, I, I'm always going to go with uh, with the first one, not Adam West, not the TV show, but um, what the hell's his name? Mr. Mom. Michael well, he Keaton. Was, no, no. Adam West Michael was the Keaton. first. Yeah, but Adam West was the first. That's what I said. He was oh, the first yeah. TV guy. Adam, Michael Keaton was the first movie guy. Oh, he was, huh? So they were both Batman. Mm-hmm. So? Michael Keaton. It's funny. Usually people say that or Christian Bale. Uh, I, uh, Adam West, 100%. So you're going with TV Batman. I'll tell you why. Listen, I'm going to – I'm going to count that one as a tie. No, that's not a tie at all. Yeah, it's a tie because they're not really the – you got the movie and you got the TV. You're a wet I job. really like both of them. I mean, I'm a, I'm a oh. huge Adam West fan. Are you saying it's a tie for you between those two? Yes. Okay, that's yeah. different than for than me. Saying right? It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. If I had to choose one between that between Adam West and Michael Keaton, I don't, I don't know. It, 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 it's it, I don't know. It's Adam but West. Adam Adam West was awesome in it. And I think the and the thing that got me about Michael Keaton mm. was when I heard Michael Keaton was going to be Batman, I was like, "Are you kidding me? That's the that's the best you could do." And I remember walking out of the movie theater thinking that was the most amazing movie I've seen in a long, long, long time. And Keaton, I thought Keaton killed it. I love Adam Keaton, and I thought he did a great job. Adam Keaton. Mm-hmm. You mean? Wait I mean, Mike, Michael Keaton. There we go. Yeah, um, Adam West. Uh, he understood the assignment, man. He knew it was a comedy. Batman was supposed to be kind of funny, and he played the role brilliantly. I think he was almost like a spoof of a superhero. Uh, he even did, did that like Batman dance, and uh, so yes. I uh, I give it up to him, man. I think wasn't this the one they were? They yeah yeah yes the Batman dance. That was his dance. That was the Batusi. I think he was dancing with Catwoman. 
he danced uh, the Batusi band. He did it with everybody. Yeah, he. I, I thought he was the best. Plus, I was a kid back then. So, anyhow, all right. So, stand and finish, Rob. Wait, I got more. We're, we can't stop here. Okay. Braveheart Gladiator. Uh, hmm. Probably Braveheart. Yeah. You see them both at the theater? I did, yeah. All right. Yeah. Because my, this, I think I've said it on the show a thousand times, but my brother and I constantly argue about this. And then one day we figured out that uh, I didn't see Braveheart at the theater. He didn't see Gladiator at the theater. Uh, so I'm a Gladiator guy. He's a Braveheart guy. You know, I always thought that uh, with my last name, Highlander, like, you know how they have the Scottish festival games sometimes? The the the, the Scottish, uh, you know, they have these games, they do the log throwing and all these different things. They have a, they have a huge one right here in uh, yeah. Albany, here, a couple Altamont calls, you know, north of Albany, huge Scottish games. Guys come felt, wearing the kilts, the whole deal. Can you hear me on your end? Okay. All right. Just wondering if you just interrupted me on purpose every time this episode so far, or just because you couldn't hear. No, we're getting back to the interrupting. Okay. I always thought that I would be well-received at a Highlander uh, a Scottish festival thing. Like I could be like a grand marshal, but, um, but I have a feeling I would actually say that, you know, um, <laughs> funny thing. My actually, my name is Highlander, and I don't think it would actually matter to none of them. So, would you compete? What would you compete in? Nothing. I can't anything physical. I can't compete anymore. There's, there's some strong dudes there, man. You ain't lying. As my mom said, there's a lot going on underneath those kilts. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. Not sure what she was getting at. I didn't want to ask her. But uh, yeah, some strong dudes. <clears throat> All right. Italian ice, Lindy's or Luigi's? Italian ice? Italian ice. That is such a random question. And I don't know I don't, if I've ever had Italian ice, and I don't know those either one of those locations. No, you can get them in the supermarket. Oh, never, never had one, I don't think. Listen, do yourself a favor. Next time you're shopping or Judy's out shopping, Tell her to pick up some Luigi's watermelon flavored Italian ice. Okay. Seriously. I'll write that down for It'll change your on. life, man. Hang on. This is me writing it down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll tell her. And of course, Ford versus Chevy. You a Ford guy or a Chevy? No, you're uh you're a Dodge guy now, aren't you? Nah, I don't know, man. I, don't, I I'm not a. I know I'm not a Ford guy. I know that 100. I bought a Ford Bronco, great looking. Uh, I guess what is it? SUV, I guess. Really nice looking. Well, that couldn't get it out of its own way. It had no power whatsoever, and it's always turned me off of. Uh, so uh, I'd have to say Chevy, but I'm not really a Chevy guy either. Chevys are so expensive, man. So Ford, Ford is the most expensive truck you can buy. They both got very expensive. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, what is your truck? Is it a you got you got a Dodge, right? Or'd you get a Toyota? I've got a Dodge uh, Dodge uh, Ram, uh, but it's the um, Rebel. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That got the Hemi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now the Rebel. What else is a 
I don't like I, I'm I I'm not crazy about the the Dodge Ram truck itself, but the Rebel is I thought it's just a shade cooler looking than the rest of them. You got a badass looking truck. We should put the truck up on this. That yeah. truck of yours is badass looking. Go get it washed, spiff it up, throw yeah. the picture up on uh, on the show. Okay, let me let me make a note of that too. Uh, okay. <laughs> You know, there's people that do take notes. I know you're not one of them. Uh, you have got to be kidding me right now. I was going to ask you if you took notes of this episode, are you going to freestyle again? Uh, <laughs> you'd be a good rapper. You'd just be spitting all kinds of stuff. Uh, I, I can't believe you just said that. I was watching 8 Mile last night. Oh, Eminem. Yeah, I watched 8 Mile, and I was like, ah, it's got to be so hard to do that. Yeah. Just stand across from one guy staring at him and just come up with. Mm -hmm. um, no, I don't think I'd be a good rapper. No. I'd need like a week to prepare. Yeah. Yeah, that, that'd be tough. All right. You got more? Well, let's do it. Sand and finish versus install. All right. So here's a question I have for you, Rob. Uh, if you had to choose one for the rest of your life, which is kind of a funny question in itself because we're all we're all over the hill you and i but if you had to just do one your career either install 100 percent of the time or sand and refinish 100 percent of the time which would you choose i can't say sand and finish fast enough no kidding not a thought yeah not not eaten not i can't say it quick enough mm -hmm. i'm a sander okay i'm a ball player i'm a hockey player i'm a yeah. sander I um, I would hate. I've always said I would hate to do one or the other all the time, because it's, it kind of breaks it up for me, you know, to do one and then do the other. Um, I and I think if you ask me, it depends on what point in my career that I was in. Uh, but um, there's a great satisfaction in both of them. And it's very tough for me to say one versus the other, man. It's almost impossible. If I had to lean, it's to, it's, to, it's for different reasons too. Um, if I had to lean one way or the other, if I had to do my whole career, it would probably be install. And that is hard for me to say. I can't believe it took you that long to say it. I thought you would say no. install as fast as I said sand. No, um, I love the sand finish process, man. I mean, because you're you're putting your your stamp, your signature on it. You do as when you install as well, but I think much more so when you sand and finish, depending on the job. Now, if you ask my dad that, he did install all day long. Install. Okay. Matter of fact, he called me a dumb floor sander. Yeah, just a dumb floor sander. Oh, no kidding. Oh God, yeah, that's what he used to make. Uh, he, that was his favorite joke, dumb floor sander. And I'm like, uh, all day long, man, no all day long. And I'll tell you why. You showed him. I showed him, right, exactly. Here's why. You can do the crappiest install in the world. I'm going to make it shine. Mm -hmm. You can do the greatest install in the world. And if it ain't sanded right, he didn't care. He didn't care about me saying that. I was kidding. Still, you're just a dumb yeah. floor sander. Oh, man. Dumb floor sander. Uh, too bad. And I was like, Phew. he just didn't get it. Yep. Well, it's because he loved uh, installing. He loved building. That's what his thing. He loved building. He loved building. So he was a carpenter. Yep. 
I get it. Um, so if you are going to sand the floor, okay, let's say you, so now you're going to sand all your life. Would you rather sand uh, new installation jobs or existing install, or excuse me, existing sand? Uh, let me start this again. If you want to get it out there, you can do it. I think I can make it. You want me to try it for you? Yeah, go ahead. So we're going to stand new or existing. Yeah. What would be your preference if you could do one versus the other? Uh, existing all day long. I'm going to say that one as fast as I can too. Yeah. Personally, I loved when you would go in and people were like, I don't know what you can do with this. I I, I don't know. I don't like, you know, I told the story the one time the bum and I were working on this maple kitchen and it was all covered in glue and, you know, water stained and it was just a disaster, absolute disaster. And she's like, well, you know, I get it. It's not going to be perfect, but, you know, please, please do the best you can. And it actually was a real easy one too. Everything was dry. All the glue, the old glue, the asbestos tile and all that crap. Everything was pretty dry. So it sanded off. Actually, it actually protected. The floor is about 90 years old. So that tile and everything really protected it. So when we sanded it, coated it, she came home, looked like a brand new floor. She, was, she had tears in her eyes. Hmm. Tears. So no, I definitely would do existing. How about okay. you? There's two things I have extracted out of that comment that you just made. <laughs> One is, um, so the asbestos was drying up the sand, huh? Yeah. Well, the stuff under the tiles. Yeah. She pulled up the tiles. I never touched them. Okay. So there's no, you didn't have to worry about sanding asbestos then? Well, uh, plus I had my, uh, you know, my, uh, my bandana like this. You know, oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. What color? My dust mask. Back then with a bandana? Bandana. Yeah. Yeah. Color? Yeah. Red. That goes back to blue versus red. Uh, it, yeah. uh, it's blue all day okay. long. Oh, I think they're safer against asbestos than the red. So it's good. <laughs> um, what about you? Uh, well, uh, existing also for several reasons. One of them, I think there's less liability uh, because, you know, your less chance it's going to cup. You're the second guy there. It's probably reached its equilibrium by then. It's been in that house for that certain amount of time. And uh, that's one part. That's the business side of me. But um, also for the same reason you said, I, I nothing like taking a, a, an old floor, a beat up floor, a hundred year old floor that the homeowner has sometimes low expectations, you know, and you just flat out knock it out of the park, man. There's not, there's not too many better feelings than that. And especially when you know, when they're going, well, I hope you can, you know, I hope this is going to look okay and blah, blah, blah. And in your mind, you're going, huh, hold, hold, hold my beer. Uh, you, you, this is about to happen. And you just knock it out of the park. That is a damn good feeling. That is. I, that is. That's one of the best feelings of floor guy, I think, that, yeah. that you can get. The only, the only, um, downside of that I mean, the only thing about that too is is the uh the expectations and you know there you're working with something some time that's not perfect you know what i mean and some things you can't fix and that will bug me probably more than a homeowner sometimes so uh, i don't do like some people say oh, i'll just leave these boards they're not you know i don't do good with that 
Uh, I had a guy one time, matter of fact, this guy was 41 years old. He had never had a job in his life. He was wealthy, I mean, crazy wealthy. And, uh, but all he did was manage his, his inheritance from his dad. And uh, it was like a 12 year old child when I talked to him. I mean, you, it's, it's, it was amazing to me how just immature this guy was of being 41 years old and having all this wealth. He had pictures of him with different presidents that he's donated money to and everything. And um, he, you know, he thought my, my price was too high uh, on the sand and finish. And I told him, you know, and also to, to re, he goes, well, how much is, are you charging me to replace those boards? I think I was like four hundred dollars. There's a few boards or whatever. He goes, no, 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 I don't want to pay that. Just, just leave them. And I thought, you schmuck. Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here? So I, I told my brother, let's, let's replace these boards. I don't care about the money. I'm not going to leave them. I'm not going to do that. So I got done. He came home. He goes, oh man, I can't believe how, how, how nice you did that. Uh, I appreciate that. And um, I got something for you. So he gave me a bottle of wine. And and uh, two twenty dollar bills. So I put the two twenty dollar bills under his floor mat because I don't work for tips. And uh, and a bottle of wine I think we gave to a neighbors. I don't drink wine. Uh, so there's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> so that's that. That's the other thing. That's the only downside of uh, an existing floor. But uh, yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that. You didn't keep the forty bucks. No, it was an insult. Wow. Yeah. Oh. And as you know something, here's the thing, his wife knew it and his, and his wife, his wife knew that I was doing right by them and I was looking out for their best interests, even though they weren't, he wasn't smart enough to understand that. And that was good enough for me. You know, sometimes if you don't take somebody's tip, that can, that's an insult too. Uh, I put it under the, under their, their mat on their, uh, on their porch and, uh, whether or not they saw it or whatever, I didn't care. I'm not it just it was principle for me. I'm a man of principle, Rob. You know that. Yeah, I know. Way too much principle. <laughs> All right. What's the next question? Oh, which require? Let me try that again. Which requires the highest skill level? Installing or sanding? Which requires the highest skill level? Uh, it's so funny to ask a floor of the year champion. Cue the music. Floor of the year. Which require? Well, it's, I think it depends on the situation. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, a chevron, herringbone, or those uh, round pattern, or some of these floors requires it requires a great deal of uh, of uh, skill, but also knowledge and and the knowledge, a lot of knowledge up front, which sometimes gets taken for granted, which is swaying my opinion a little bit because moisture. Moisture content. Now that you're Mr. R540, yeah, 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 I think you're looking at things differently now, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, I've always looked at things like that. R40 has been around for a few years. R540. R540. Yeah. yeah, I've been around forever. So I've always been concerned about the the relative humidity, the uh, the equilibrium, and the different uh, uh, different things that that affect wood floors. So as far as which the more skill level. Sanding, man. It's damn close. Sanding. Yeah, you got to pick one. Pick one. Okay. Uh. Oh, man. It's wow. So, this is way harder I than I thought it was going to be. 
Um, hang on, give me a minute. Okay, man, we got all the time in the world. Man, it's, uh, because you because on the sand and finish you're including finishing. I'm going to go with sand and finish. All right, that a boy. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I always thought you could teach somebody to install yeah. a heck of a lot quicker than you can teach somebody to sand floors. Yeah, and you'll and have... I'm, I'm not taking anything away from... I mean, there's people out there doing stuff like your floor of the year and stuff that I couldn't even imagine to do, okay? But I just think that it takes a little bit longer to train a guy to get really good and be part of the crew at when you're sanding floors pre pre power drive oh, that's pre power drive well you also got to include the finishing part that's what swayed me over to over to the sand and finish um but it is very tough because i mean i'm giving it 52 percent versus 48 percent okay all right i'll yeah i'm not gonna argue with you on that wait I want to talk about now you're talking about that's what swayed you right mm -hmm. was the finishing because things are getting some trickiness now yeah I picked up a um, trick that Todd Shooty gave me that he got from the Swedes mm. I don't even know if I can say we're our our counterparts in Sweden yeah we'll call them the Swedes yeah but the Swedes they measure a floor, and if it's below, now we're talking about using natural seal, Nordic seal. Okay. Some tricky products to use, correct? I mean, we've had guys who, so they're saying if a floor is 6% moisture content or lower, they water pop the floor. And before it's completely dry, as soon as you start to see the surface start to get dry, they pull the coat. Oh my God. And it gives more flow and level, right? Now, I'm going to give a big shout out to Jeremiah Strong. And I don't know if you had anything to do with this, but Jeremiah told me this three years ago. And I said, that's that could be the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay. And as soon as I read this, Todd gave it to me. I read it. I looked at it. I called Jeremiah and I go, Big time apology here, man. I was so wrong to make fun of you about that, but this is what the Swedes are uh, are recommending. I did it on a herringbone floor at our last school, and it worked amazing. I was pretty blown away by it. What were you going to say? Okay. You're in uh... deep thought here. Uh, six degrees. Uh, who's that actor? Um, Kevin degrees, Bacon. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Okay, so this is what reminds me. That reminds because right now there was a guy losing his mind right now. Listen to this episode. Uh oh. Because Mike Betts of All American Hardwood Floors in Nashville is the one that showed me that, and I think may have shown Jeremiah Strong. And that's because that's where I saw it. Was it Mike's building? Yeah. yeah. And uh, and it's, it's amazing to me. I mean, this guy. Shout out to Mike Betts, then. Yeah, but our but, man. 
What in Nashville. Me, I'm going to strangle you. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this ice cream thing and beat you over the head with it if you interrupt me again. Okay, so Mike Betts can't spell chemistry, probably. You know what I mean? And all, all I mean, I'm, I, he can't. He's a smart guy, actually. <laughs> I should say that. Wow. But, 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 but that these guys came to this conclusion with the moisture meter and technology and what have you came to that conclusion that Mike Betts in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, the sand and finish guy, just you know, just not a chemist or anything. Uh, but uh, came up with that same conclusion. Isn't that interesting? That's insane. It is. It's absolutely insane. I'm going to tell you something else about this Mike Bet guy. Mike Bet's guy. You you know who he is, right? You met him several times at the at the at his facility there. I'm very close with Mike. He calls yeah. me all the time. Yeah. He was a he was like a phenomenal defensive back in high school. Maybe even a running back with crazy fast times. He, would, he he went to college as a defensive back, and I mean a stud football player. It's amazing what happens when a guy gets older. You know, you see an older guy. You don't. You look at him and you would not see that this guy was a stud running back. No. I mean he's in good shape. Don't get me wrong, but but so it's it's interesting. So anyhow, I think he's, that he's one of the old timers that I wouldn't throw hands with. No, no, no. You, you look at him and you go, ah, no way. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to try and take a title shot with this guy. No. It's because an athlete is still got the brain, the head. You know what I mean? The, the What made you an athlete, made you a stud? Speaking of studs, Willie Short just won like a boxing championship. Uh, senior, uh, uh, no, I don't want to get this wrong. I don't, don't want to say seniors because this guy's not that old. But uh, we should look that up. Willie Short uh, won a boxing championship. Um yeah, it's I don't know. It's interesting to me. I I never thought I had anything outside of hardwood floors. Where Where is this coming from? I saw it on uh, Facebook. Willie Short. You just all you just yeah yeah. Pick Willie Short out of the blue. Well, because we said athletes, and yeah. I thought I just uh, saw this. I'm gonna look it up. All right, I got I got six friends, so it's gonna be quick on Facebook. <laughs> it was a tournament in Houston after not being in the ring for uh, 20 plus years. And uh, anyhow, he won. I don't know what tournament it was, but it's a master's bo a master boxing tournament. How about that? So you, if you have that, that, that doesn't go away. You know what I mean? That, that, that mindset doesn't go away. Okay. I was just wondering where you were going now. I, I figured out, me and the rest of the audience figured out why you're talking about Willie Short. Got well, it. Well, you said you wouldn't want to throw hands with Mike Betts. Who with Mike Betts, Betts. Was, yeah. Was a, was right. A, 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 the, the whole key here is. But I didn't know he was. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punch you. We should have our own Masters uh, boxing <laughs> tournament between the two of us. Neither one of us would win. Be winded, right? We'd be winded after the third. You quit? Yeah, I quit too. Okay. All right. All right. Here's how bad, here's how weak I'm getting. This is how weak I'm getting. I had to put a new uh, pole thing mm -hmm. on my uh, snowblower. You know, what are they? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it has electric 
and in case you can't get electric, I got the Polestar, whatever they call it. I put a new one on there. I pulled it and it started up really, but I pulled it like too hard. Mm -hmm. Didn't have to pull it that hard. Yeah. I thought I was going to start crying. My arm and shoulder <laughs> were in such pain. I come in the house and I'm like, Paulie's like, you okay? I go, I, I, I think I've broke my shoulder. Just, just pulling the snowblower. I go, I, I'm really embarrassed to say, I wish I had come up with a better story for you, but. I think I got you beat. <laughs> I told you I went fishing over on Sunday. Just fished all day long. And I woke up sore this morning. That's pathetic. <laughs> all right. Which is the tough? Well, this is a, this is a timely question. What is the what is the tougher on your body? Installation or sand and finish? Uh, install. Yep. Definitely install. I, I agree. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that's probably universal. Uh, you're bent over all day long that nail gun and and uh, nailing racking and, and everything and carrying the wood and everything, and uh, they're both tough. Uh, physically tough, but uh, I, I would agree that uh, insulation is tougher on your body. Yeah. All right. What is the most time consuming for setup? Install. Yeah, I'd say so too, because you could, no In matter install. what, no matter what, if there's two guys on the job, a guy can get on the edge of it right away. So even if you got to bring in the big machine and everything, power drive, you still hooking up. Yeah. Right. Okay. Which is the most profitable? I struggle with this one too. Um, a lot, a lot of it is because uh, I mean, you know, it comes into how you bid your jobs and everything. But um, I want to say it's so hard to. Because here's the thing. Well, I, I, okay, I'm going to say, um, I'll say sand and finish. And, I'll, with a, and here's the reason why. I think a lot of guys are learning to charge more money for sand and finish that they can, what have you, because less guys are doing it. And some guys probably don't charge enough for the installation side because they figure they can hump. It's fast. It's, you know, big open room, whatever. But um, so I, I think for most people, sand and finish is probably more profitable. Um, and also with sand and finish, later in my career, I realized that if I got a job, if I'm bidding a job that's 300 square feet or less, I'm probably going to talk them into a pre-finished floor because, wow. yeah, and that's, that was tough for me to do because I'm a, I'm, you know, dyed, dyed in the wool, uh, unfinished guy. But I started realizing, uh, you know, on a small job like that, the mobile, the more trips going back to recode it that it would make more sense financially to just to do a pre-finished floor unless I had other jobs in the area that I could schedule, you know, you had a day of coating or whatever, you go around coating the floors. But I think uh, by and large, the most profitable is probably sand and refinish. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I made twice the money on sand and finish than I did in install. And only because I was a slow installer. Yeah. I was slow at it. I was much more proficient at sanding than I was install. And I know it sounds like I didn't like installs. I like doing installs. They're, you know, 
but I never did installs like, you know, like your stuff, floor of the year, that kind of stuff. You know, I, like I said, my floor of the year, one time Peter and I wrapped this, <laughs> we did a, a four board, uh, one was Brazilian cherry. So it was two, one Brazilian cherry, I think. And, uh, you know, just a picture frame. And then we laid this field at a 45. And this was back in, man, this was probably around uh, 80, 88, 89, when we first joined the NWFA. And I was like, we'll send this in for the floor of the year, man. This is a guaranteed winner. <laughs> you know, you know something though, um, I've said this back when I won the floor of the year and I'll say it today. Everybody, everybody has a floor of the year every year. You do. I mean, you know, everybody does a floor that went, wow, we really knocked this one out. It doesn't matter that it is, you know, all kinds of different exotic things going a hundred different directions or whatever. Uh, you know what I mean? So everybody gets a floor of the year, I think. Absolutely. Oh my God. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. You're so proud of, you nailed it out of the park on the sand and finish side of it and everything. And just it went, everything you went your way. And you, people say there's no such thing as a perfect floor, but that one you're going, Hey man, this might just be perfect. You know what I mean? Everybody <laughs> gets that one, you know? So I think everybody gets a floor of the year. So uh, I like your style on that one. It's, there's no shame in that. Um, which caused you the most stress? Uh, sanding. I'd say the same. Definitely sanding. Yeah. yeah. There's so much to do with the, uh, there's so much to do with weather. There's so much to do with environment. I mean, you got to nail your prep. You got to nail your environment. And I'm not saying that you don't have to with installs, but you know, I think the stress I would have with that was you're done. You know what I mean? When you put that final coat down, that's it. There is no going back. So, yeah, I think my stress level is going to be a little higher on prepping that floor, controlling my environment, and and then getting the getting the coats down right. If it wasn't for the last coat, it would be an easy easy gig, <laughs> right? Because it always comes down to that last coat. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes there's those jobs that, you know, some jobs that go smooth from the start to finish. Every part of the job goes smooth, right? And then there's some jobs that you never feel quite right until the next day. And, well, okay, well, the next process, okay, well, I got that coat down. And then you, oh, man, I just, I still don't, it ain't where I want it to be. And the job sometimes takes you all 10 rounds. You know what I mean? And those sure. are killers. They're, they're killers. And, uh, but when you get that final coat on and knock it out of the park, man, it's all, everything is worth it. But man, oh man, we've all had those jobs that it's taken you every, every round. You leap out of bed. Yeah. Drinking coffee on the way there just to open that door and see what it looks like. See what Santa brought us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. How many times have you done that where you're like, man, I, just hoping this one come out good for whatever reason you know 99 percent of the time you open the door and you're like ah oh, what was i worried about but yeah yeah there i that's why i definitely think there's uh that's going to give me my stress yes and then you, then the, the motion goes like this 
it goes from oh my god i hope this oh i hope i hope this looks good man that hallway I, well, i'm not sure about the hallway uh i think this room is okay but uh just i don't know man let me let me open the door and you walk in and they then it goes from that it was like so who's the man who <laughs> huh tell me tell me tell me who's the man who's better right here right? baby you're looking can I, at him. can it can it get any better than this all right I know that can't just be me. Um, That's definitely me on that one, too. All right. Uh, if you could do only natural floors the rest of your career, would you do it? Absolutely. 100% not. <laughs> 100% no way. I like the challenge, and I know it's not maybe a good business move because obviously, you know, uh, it would be, you know, more profitable and easier in life. It would be less headache. And there's some glutton for punishment part of me that wants the challenges. And so uh, I want, I, I, I want the black floors. I want those things just, just because I always think I'm gonna, I need to know how to do it, for no, no other reason. So while it would make sense for me in a, more ways than not, uh, my answer to that would be no. So you're not talking natural, yeah, natural bone and bone and natural seal. Uh, you're no, talking no. like like a three coats of you know of yeah. water based finish and right. three coats. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. No, I still think I'm gonna go natural. Okay. I, I, I don't blame you. I, I I completely get it. I'm I may be a fool for uh for my thought process, but that's the way it is. All right, last question. What is the one area, Santa Finish, your installation, or whatever part of the floor business that you never really got to master like you wanted, and you never really got to take the time to, to, to figure it out like you think you would have or could have or should have? I only wish you could have spent more time learning. Oh, it would definitely be installs. Installation, glue down, um, you know, parquet, the stuff that you do. Definitely. I wish I had learned a little bit more, practiced that a little bit more. Um, for me, it would be N-line dies. Like I, I dabbled in them and I... I never got to where I thought like, okay, I, I, I could go out now every job and I could do this and, and, and feel comfortable without stressing out over all of them. Because I think if you add inline dyes with stain to your stain jobs or whatever, the look is sensational. I mean, you could just, your, your color palette just exploded with just the, the richness and depth of colors out of this world. And I never felt like I, I, mean, I, 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 I did it on several jobs and we did okay on them, but we, you know, we never felt like it was a, like I could take the system and, and just repeat it and go to the next job and never worry about it. So that's, that would be it for me. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, Rob, we've learned you're back to um, um, interrupting me all the time. And I thought we didn't have to work on that. But now it looks like we have to work on that some more. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, we'll try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
Try that okay. again. I'm going to hold this up again. I have no no dog in this fight other than um, I really, really became a fan of this woodworker, uh, George uh, Wurzel. And I look up his website or whatever, and uh, they make nice gifts. And um, Rob, uh, send me your, like I said, send me your uh, email address, and I'll shoot one out to you right away. I got one for you. Hey, so. I hate to interrupt you. Oh, no, you're fine. See, that's a great way to do it. <laughs> you like that that better? All right. Yeah, I was very professional. Check out George Wurzel, and I know we had talked about it during the show, but check out the commercial that he did with Subaru. But also check out, somebody made a parody of that commercial, and it is hysterical. I mean, it is, because they, they took that commercial and then they just put some, they just put some really funny things in there. And, and I remember George saying to me, did you see the parody? And I had, and I just watched it again the other day. I was showing Pauline, you know, all George's stuff. And, uh, and then I found the uh, commercial and I showed her the parody and, you know, she was losing it. The parody, the commercial's great, but the parody of the commercial is, uh, is hysterical. What I loved is how much George got a kick out of it. He thought it was hysterical. When he said to me, did you see it? The funny part about that interview, it didn't sound like we were interviewing a blind guy. I mean, I don't know how many times he said that, oh, when I, you know, when the first time I saw the, like when he said the first time he saw the desk, the Aunt Frank desk. And, and the funny things, it just said, you know, at one point he goes, oh, did you see that one? I was this close to saying, George, are you sure you're blind? Are you, are you serious? Because I mean, between working the tools and all that stuff, but then just the way he spoke about how he sees things and saw things and, you know, seen. And I was like, man, it just didn't sound like we were interviewing uh, a blind guy. Well, and I think, as I said, um, within about 10 minutes or so, I, you don't even think of it with, when you're with him because, especially in his shop, he's like reaching for this, exactly where it's at, reaching for that, you know, doing everything that, you know, very, very little limitations on what he could do. And, and his woodworking speaks for itself. In fact, they're going to highlight his woodwork at uh, one of the one of the local uh, really fancy hotels and everything. They're going to put all his work on display. So good for him. Rob, I appreciate it again. And uh, I know um, I'm, I'm, I'm ribbing you a little bit, but you know, it's all, all in fun and good natured for the most part. So uh, actually, it's all kind of mean. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Uh, Hey, listen, this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode.